What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised a Geek. This week, we, we wrap up our conversation on Succession as we discuss the series finale and the last couple of episodes that led up to it, as well as our overall thoughts of the series as a whole. So let's get into it. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy Don. How we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? We are doing good on this <laughs> like Saturday that evening. We are good. We are good. <laughs> We are Venom. We are Venom. I wish why why did they have to make that movie into like a stupid buddy cop? Why couldn't it be more serious? Uh did you ever watch the Carnage We Are Carnage or Here Comes the Carnage? Never did. What was that called? Here comes the carnage. See, now that you said that, I can't get it out of my head. (laughs) I'll look Uh, it up. You can keep talking. How you doing, man? (laughs) I'm good. I'm doing okay. Um just relaxing on this Saturday evening. Free vacation. Let there be carnage. Let there be carnage, yes. Exactly. I had more fun with like the Carnage Super Nintendo games that we played, like Maximum Carnage, and there was some other one too. Separation Anxiety. Separation Anxiety. That's the one you and I played the shit out of. Yeah. Do we ever beat it? I don't know, because I don't remember ever fighting Venom. I remember fighting all the other symbiotes. You know, he's got, like, the sisters and the brother, and, like, there's these lesser symbiotes. But I don't know if we ever got to Carnage. I think it was the Super Nintendo days, man. You couldn't save. It was like, if you're going to beat a game, you got to sit down, start from the beginning, and play it all the way through. It was like, we never won. We never beat it. It was like, you play for a couple hours, and you get bored. (laughs) And the next time you want to play, you're just starting from the beginning again. Pretty much. Um, I think we had a system though. I don't know because you could be Venom and Spider Man. Yeah, I think one of us was always Spider Man and one of us was always Venom. Do you remember which was which? Who I you a, always? I have a feeling I was always Venom. I think I was Spider Man too. I don't know why. Just like that's the guy. That's that's the that was our guys. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a fitting uh, opening conversation that we did not plan because we were going to talk about this week. And being the uh, release of Spider Verse, this is a Spider Man weekend. We got footage of the uh, I know release date for the Spider Man Two video game on PlayStation. It is mm-hmm. into the Spider Verse or Enter the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse. Let there be Spider Verse. <laughs> across the Spider Verse came out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Is now playing in theaters and is making a shit ton of money. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's projected to make 120 million dollars this weekend and be like the highest grossing animated film of all time and which mario brothers just took that say, title i was gonna say it snatched that out of mario mario had that title for what a couple months a yeah month. yeah <laughs> uh, but i mean they had to expect it i mean you knew this movie was gonna make a ton of money it won the first one won oscars just the word of mouth of it how unique it is and just like the uniqueness of the animation and the story's good and the voice acting and the action of that first one is top notch. I plan to watch it again before I go see this second film, which yeah. we haven't seen yet. We both plan to here really soon. Stay tuned. Probably our next episode will tentatively will be about that. Um, yes. But yeah, I like seeing Spider-Man, Spider-Verse getting its flowers. Yeah, it's been a while because it almost seems like that sequel took a minute. Right to get here you know it's it's, been it's been a few years for sure because it came out before pandemic didn't it yeah man and i mean you gotta imagine how long do you think that movie's gotta take a lot of manpower and a lot of hours to make just everything is so meticulous and like yeah stylized the the credits on that movie gotta run for freaking 15 minutes with how many people it takes to make that damn film i can Uh, imagine 
you know but i'm excited for it you are too right oh yeah yeah like i said i i would be probably more excited if i could watch it at home just because then i wouldn't have to go anywhere but sure that's how we go to the theater sometimes it's just an exhausting thought but i'll get over it i'll get over it for uh spider-verse and yep. make it make it work so i'll see it at some point this week you're about to hit on vacation which is awesome so we we're trying to sneak in this little succession talk yeah we but, have to i mean we got to talk about it we, we had, we've we've had two episodes about succession one of our favorite shows um talking about first few episodes and we did a batch in the middle we got to talk about this ending man we can't we can't be done with the show till we get our thoughts out on how the show it's over man it's done one of the and great had, shows of our time. And you had an even rougher weekend because Barry ended as well the same oh, night. I know. It was a that was a big night. That doesn't happen very often, like never. I've never seen two yeah. shows end at the same night. Especially like back to back. So it's yeah. like that Sunday I'm sitting there, I watched Succession, you know, that rattled my soul. And then I was like, okay, now I gotta prepare my mind for Barry, <laughs> like to end another show like yeah, a very a very high quality and has been re- very good over the years. And like, they're both gone in the same night. That 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 never happens. I love when HBO does pair two shows that I like. Yeah, they used to do that a lot. Um, you know, you'd have like your prestige hour show, and then another show come would come on like after it that I want to watch too. I love when they do that. So this pairing of Succession and Barry for these past eight weeks has been fantastic. But yeah, they're both over forever. Um. I'll let you get through Barry. I know you kind of started it, and then we can we can yeah. talk about it. After I'm in season that, but, two, um, so I I don't think it would take too long for me to do it. It's just a matter of doing it. Oh yeah, they're little half hour, eight episode seasons. So yeah, I think I watched season one in like two days, um, mm-hmm. and I think that was probably part of my downfall. Sure. Because then I was like, I sat there for two days watching Barry, and then I was like, all right, what else is there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get you. So it's real easy to do that, but we'll get to Barry. We're here to talk about succession. succession. Uh-huh. Well, let's talk about succession, man. Yeah. Let's talk about succession. And I think, I mean, now we're obviously a week removed from the series finale. Mm-hmm. I think we need to at least start with just to set the tone for this conversation before we talk about the show as an overarching whole what do you think of the finale, man? Series finales can be divisive. Um, some people love them. Some people hate them. We're now a week removed from it, which does help. Sometimes you might initially be like, oh, my God, and now you spent a week processing a little bit or six days. So how do you feel? How does the finale make you feel today? Mm-hmm. And obviously, spoilers. Spoilers out for everybody listening here, please, if you... If you're a succession watcher and you haven't somehow in the last week already watched this, I'm sure you all have. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you did watch it. But if you somehow by some chance didn't go watch it before we talk about it. Um, with that being said, I thought the finale was fantastic. Um, at first, we, we had a little initial talk, me and you. Um, I think the night, a little texting back and forth about it. You yeah. told me you adored the finale. I did and adore I said, the finale. And I said, oh, we might differ in some opinions. Because at the time, some of the ways they, some of the avenues they took to get to the end kind of mm-hmm. ir- irked me a little bit. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, the more I was able to sit with it, I was like, you know what? It couldn't have been any other way. 
where they were going to get to. Now, do I have a couple quibbles with how they got there? Maybe a little bit, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I thought, you know, they, they finished the story in a great way, tied up mo like all the loose ends. Really. There's no questions left unanswered for the most part. I mean, that's always the biggest worry with season or series finales. Um, acting was great it was in like a very it was a smaller scale it wasn't these huge sets like sometimes they have huge parties with hundreds of people this is like you know based all at at waystar and in the boardroom and and some happy scenes at at the they were in barbados house. for a while right there yeah but it was still just like the core yeah you know the family and tom and greg not just you know sometimes they're around hundreds of people like the election night episode where there's right. people in every freaking corner yeah logan's uh, funeral Logan's funeral every every person who's ever been on the show was on that episode uh yeah. but they kind of kept it more intimate for this one and lets you see the characters uh that that we've grown to love the Roy family I don't know man I thought it was really good um like you said series finales can miss a mark sometimes but I don't think this one really did um uh, so big fan how about you yeah as you said I adored it um that was I just I had so much fun watching this 90 minute like feature length episode um i just everything that they did just i bought it i had a smile on my face the whole time everything that they did when they were going through the stages with the the kids and they were like cr they were crowning logan and you saw the three of them like together and which are always the best scenes whenever they're all getting along and they're acting like kids and doing all that stuff those are always great and to see all that and you're just they're on the same page kendall's gonna be anointed he's the he's the chosen one i was like yeah man they're gonna go in there and they're gonna do this you know screw those guys and they're gonna screw this deal and they're gonna do that and i was like hell yeah then when it all fell apart like it always does i was like you know what yep that had to happen like i just like, this i don't is, this is true succession fashion like it had yeah, to happen it had way. to happen i'm like nope that makes <laughs> sense you know i was yeah. like i was fully bought in and they totally had me that like okay kendall's gonna take over they're gonna throw blow this deal i should have been thinking like wait no it's too early in the episode for like everything to go perfectly plus it's succession so it shouldn't but i was still sitting there just I was bought. I was, they had me and that happens. It just doesn't happen very often. Usually I'm always like, Ooh, I saw that coming. Um, mm -hmm. and this time I just, I was just in for the ride, which just doesn't happen that often for me. And so I just had a good time. And when stuff happened, it, it surprised me. It got me and it all made sense. Like I just bought it. Everything worked for me in this episode. Well, since we are talking about that, ending we might as well just get into it now while it's like fresh in my mind so i can explain like what i may have taken some issue with and then have thought about again and now i'm kind of like back and forth so maybe you can help me through this like talk me through it um like you said there in the beginning of the episode kendall and the kids the other two um shiv and roman they all begrudgingly decided roman and shiv that kendall has convinced us it's got to, it can only be one of us. It looks better if it's just one. It can't be like three CEOs. It's got to be one who should wear the crown. Kendall gave his argument. It's got to be me. I'm, you know, I'm made for this, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they kind of went along with it and they all were getting along. Like we said, that was a beautiful scene. Love to see the kids getting along. Feast for a king. Feast for a king. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I listened to the official podcast with Jeremy Strong as a guest, and he told the podcast host that he really drank that. Everything they put in there, he like really drank it, including Sarah Snook's spit, which was like, uh, what? Uh, 
you really are a character actor, aren't you? <laughs> You're like, yeah, he's, you got to be all in. Um, but anyway, where was I? What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> Feast for a King is a thing that happened. Um, mm-hmm. So they, so they're all so they're all all in on Kendall, and then yep. we get to the end, and Shiv changed her mind in the boardroom. She was the deciding vote. It was like yep. six for six against. Shiv is the deciding vote. She had to excuse herself from the room and said she needed a minute. You know, of course, Kendall goes chasing after her. Roman's not far behind, and that's when they have this big intense scene, like one of the most intense scenes this show has ever had. Um, we're basically. Shiv changes her mind just on the spot says no it can't be you because I don't think you'd be good at it and this is basically like takes Kendall by surprise and like basically like kicks his feet out from under him he's screaming at her like this is disgusting this is terrible you can't do this to me and like at the time I was very confused as to just like why Mm -hmm. Shiv did this because it seemed like it kind of came out of left field but I should have just seen that you know that that's the kind of just relationship they've always had all of them have had with each other like they don't they love each other but they also don't at the same time you know what i mean she kind of even said i love you ken but i can't stomach you mm-hmm. like they're just all disgusting people and kendall is at times he's done terrible things he's done terrible things this season um shiv has too she's not innocent but it's like i didn't understand at the time and i don't know i i said in a previous episode like i was rooting for kendall but the more i think about it like you know what he is he is a dick he sucks actually a lot so i don't i honestly don't care that he didn't get it i don't think any of them should have got it and none of them did so it kind of made sense to me more at the end but at the moment i was having trouble understanding why she would do that. Maybe it was because Tom, she found out Tom was going to get it. So she knew she had a path either way. Like either my husband's going to get it or my brother's going to get it. Like one way or another, I'm good. So maybe I should just choose the lesser evil. Like maybe Tom is the lesser evil than Kendall or Matson, even though he's disgusting is like the lesser evil than Kendall. Maybe he'll be like the mad King and and destroy this entire thing. So I don't know. Um, Well, I think that was her path. I mean, she was already trying to get in through Matson and was trying to make herself be the CEO through right. him as the American, the U.S. CEO. So I think that that was kind of her plan. It was then it fell apart and then she found out it was going to be Tom and got mad and was like, fuck this, fuck him, you know, and I'm I'm out of this. And it could, I think there's a portion of just like overreaction where, you know, sometimes when you have that feeling where you're just like, yeah, man, let's go get them. And you're just like siding with people. And then you kind of wake up the next morning and you're like, what just happened? Like, sure. I don't feel any of these feelings now, but in the moment I was pissed, you know? So it's just one of those things. So I think that that, that was a portion of it. And then, you know, uh, and when Roman and Shiv had their private conversation leaving when Kendall, they had him go out swimming and they said, let us talk. Both of them openly said he would be a disaster, but it's the only move we have. And it makes sense. They understood what he was saying, but neither one of them were happy about it. Right. And they both knew he would be a disaster. Like this won't work, but 
it's the only move that we have. And I think she just realized she had other moves and was just like, no, I don't have to do this or, or I don't want to do it. Let's just take the money and get out. I mean, there could be a lot of other reasons, but yeah, with the, with the ending shot with her and Tom together, kind of being King and queen a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, I can reluctantly, reluctantly, reluctant King and queen, <laughs> yeah. but um, there's, there's, you know, obviously a different kind of, level to their relationship has changed a lot over the course of the season and their power shifting and what they are but depending on where they get in the future there's a there's a lot of teamwork that could be happening between them and i think tom has now also reached a level where like we never saw him on this show for the entire four seasons he always was under her and like she always had the upper hand. I honestly think for the first time ever, like he has the hand upper hand now. Mm-hmm. And like you can people can say, well, oh, Shiv will be pulling the strings on him if he's CEO. I don't think so. Not anymore. Like he's he's kind of I feel like stepped out of his her shadow a little bit. And he always was subservient to her because Logan was mm-hmm. around and his boss. Well, there is no Logan anymore. Now it's Madsen owns Waystar and Tom CEO, like Shiv, you're my wife, and you can be the CEO's wife, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I, I mean, it, it can go either way. I could see it going either way. Um, you know, right. moving forward, and depending on where they relate, if they're able to repair their relationship to a way in which they went back to the point where they kind of are on the same team, like mm-hmm. they had moments of that. Yeah, and I could see that, but I think I still think it's a better move for her to try to deal with Tom than. Kendall. Yeah. I mean, Kendall was already trying to screw her. Right. Since Logan died. Yeah. It does make sense after I thought about it, but I was just like, man, that's cold. That's all Kendall wanted. And the only, the person who blocked him from his entire future is his own sister. Like, whew, you guys are some fucked up siblings. <laughs> um, yeah. I just want to say it while it's on top of my head. Like you were talking about that scene at the Barbados house where they were out in the water. Yeah, you want to you want to know what my toxic trait is with like these kind of things? Like when Kendall was out in the water and when they went swimming, I was like, which one of them is about to get eaten by a shark? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't even make any sense. I was like, while while Roman and Shiv were talking on the beach, I was waiting for them to turn around and just like Kendall be gone, like he fell in the water and drowned or something, and like that's how this show is gonna end. What's my problem? (laughs) That wasn't ever (laughs) that was never gonna happen, but I was just waiting for like something's gonna happen in that dark water. I don't know. I know there was a moment where like somewhere in there with like Tom and especially when he was hitting some lows in the season and stuff, and I I really thought Tom was gonna die. Like there were moments where I'm like, Oh my god, is Tom gonna jump off this balcony? Oh my god, (laughs) is he about to get hit by a car? But I'm just like and I was genuinely nervous that they were gonna go that route. And I'm like, Oh my god, I hope they don't. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I would be set up for it. I'm like, no, this isn't that show. They're not, this isn't, this not isn't, jumping off the balcony. <laughs> this isn't Game of Thrones where people yeah. are just dying. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 they're not doing that. So, but I, I had that same feeling other times throughout this season, these last few episodes, where I'm like, oh my god, is they going to kill this person? But I'm like, wait, no, they don't kill people except Logan in episode three. But yeah, but he was. I mean, you kind of knew he had to go at some point. Yeah. And I think that's what they were saying in the after the credits thing with uh, Jesse Armstrong, the creator, when they were trying to figure out because they were originally always going to say this show needed to be five seasons. That was already their map roadmap. But then it sounded like they decided they were going to kill Logan when they were going to kill Logan. And then once they're writing these scripts after that, they're like, wait, no, 
we could just wrap this up now. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad that they did. Cause if their plan was to always kill Logan there. Yeah. Well, well, how far, how a much whole other season coming out yeah. of that would be, I mean, I would watch a season five, even from where we, where, where we left off, um, sure. do a time jump and do some stuff. I mean, I would, I would watch a season five, but I'm not, I don't need one. Well, yeah. I mean, we can just predict what happens to each character. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I think they were all in a a good Roman, place. Roman's kind of free. That little that little smile on his face in the in the bar. I like that. He's just kind of yeah. gonna go back to being filthy rich and doing whatever the hell he wants and manipulating people and being like a court court jester and doesn't have the pressure of Waystar on his shoulders anymore. Yeah. Shiv, shivs with Tom and they're gonna try to live their life. Will they marriage make it? Probably not, but maybe it will. They're having a kid. Who the hell knows? They're going to be running Waystar and Kendall. I mean, I don't know what's going to Kendall's the one who's like, I don't know what's going to happen to that dude. <laughs> um, he seems pretty broken, but um, it kind of had to be this way, man. I, I I don't think any of the kids could have gotten it and it been like a satisfying end. You know what I mean? No, I Kendall, do. I do. Kendall gets crowned king. And everyone just standing around him and, you know, roll credits. How would that make you feel? I mean, it'd just kind of be like, really? Like, after everything, after all the backstabbing and, and everything, he just gets we're kinda, it. Yeah, we're just right back to where we started. We just right. full circled it. We came back to Kendall being the successor. Right. Like, right. no, I 100% I agree with that. It was where I was always betting on Cousin Greg. Um, Tom, was, I didn't think about. Yeah. Tom... Tom was left field. Tom was left field, and that was a uncomfortable conversation he had with Matson when he was kind of basically being like, you know, you are just my puppet. You got you're my pain sponge or something. He called him like everything, everything bad that's gonna come my way. You have to be the shield for that. And oh yeah, also I want to have sex with your wife. That's why she's not gonna be CEO. Oh, am I making you uncomfortable? He's like, no, no, no. I'm yeah. I, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. I was sitting there like, ugh so cringy but he tom's got to do it like you know he it's just one of those <laughs> crazy things but that was super uncomfortable but no I, I didn't really see tom coming either maybe i should have maybe we yeah, should have yeah. but i don't know it's kind of fitting i mean he is good at his job he's a workaholic um he loves he money he loves money he can do it so you know team tom at the end of the day Team Tom, Tom and Shiv doing their thing, and Greg didn't get fired. That too, he did finally stand up. Tom, when he gave him that nice little slap, I liked that. Oh, like, that little slap fight in the bathroom. That finally maybe woke Tom up a little bit. And they're like, oh, I can't treat this guy like him that anymore. He's like a man, not just my assistant toy puppet. Yeah, I don't agree with that. No. No, I think I think he's gonna. I think his plan was to. I mean, he was mad at Greg at that moment, mm -hmm. too, because he was aware that Greg ratted him out to to Shiv and Kendall. Right. So they knew that the jig was up, and that was what kind of got them together and tried to get that united front with the kids. And Greg was like, "Hey, Team Quad, I'm I'm one of the kids now. I'm ready." And I think he thought he had an out, so he was just like, "Nope, I'm gonna stand up for myself." And I think Tom appreciated that he stood up for himself, but mm -hmm. then Greg was ultimately crawling back to him. So I mean, I think Tom, one of his last things was like, "You're gonna eat shit and like it." <laughs> um, so I don't see, I don't yeah. think Greg has much leverage to 
not. I think Tom respected what he did, his his attempt. That's but... what, yeah. I think that's what I'm saying is like the respect level now is there that, you know, yeah. He doesn't see Greg as just like a worm anymore. Yeah. I don't know. He's like, you know, we've been through a lot. We they've done a lot for each other. So, right. Yeah, you put you ticked me off and you did whatever, but that's probably something I would have done to you too. So yeah. You know, you're still with me. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to give you a pay cut. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> nice closure on their relationship, though. No, I I thought they, they closed everybody extremely well. I loved Alexander Skarsgård this whole season, um, just being the awkward this. I was listening a little bit to that podcast with him on it and just listening to his inspirations and how he went about it. And I just, I really, over the years, really just kind of, came to appreciate that dude just alexander skarsgård as a whole he's, he's just great those skarsgård brothers and the father good acting family. Father. yeah it's a good acting family i'm <laughs> um, doing their thing but yeah alexander skarsgård's kind of gotten into this niche of things you know who would have known the dude from true blood eric northman mm-hmm. and you know he's in battleship you always bring up battleship <laughs> like the fourth <laughs> time you talked about battleship I know. Oh, it was Memorial Day. I didn't watch it. I usually watch it every Memorial Day. Blew your streak, man. Blew my streak. Your Memorial Day streak. My Memorial Day streak was out. Oh, well. Oh, well. But yeah, this season, I, I thought he was great, especially post-Logan. Um, losing yeah. Logan kind of was a hole, but to have um, Alexander come in as that foil for everybody and inspiration for others, like it just, there was a nice balance and he was just that perfect balance of likable and squ- like swarmy just kind of like kind of like a weirdo yeah made you uncomfortable eccentric yeah he was a creep yeah it was nice to just have a wild card around where he could just like shake things up and the roys weren't used to that they're used to dealing with you know people in suits in boardrooms not just some guy you know lounged out wearing dirty jeans and a cardigan just like who's richer than them basically dictating what's gonna happen that was so that was a nice little wrinkle to this entire season. Ever since he's been on the show, it's been yeah. Like him him interacting with Logan was interesting because they were both such high stature. But yeah. seeing him interact with the kids was almost funner because it's like he's looking at them as like you're beneath me. You're like mm-hmm. you're rich. You're only rich though because you were there, ki- you know, Logan's kids. And yeah. I'm smarter than you and I'm gonna beat you. Um so yeah, that, and he did at the end of the day. So that was yeah. that was a fun, fun little thing this year. Absolutely. Uh, going back to the last couple episodes that we didn't talk about, mm-hmm. I, I I really do want to just talk about how awesome the election episode was. Mm-hmm. The whole episode taking place during a an election and seeing like the behind the scenes in air quotes of a. Uh, TV coverage of an election and seeing just them make those calls. And uh, Tom putting wasabi in dude's eyes and uh, just that everything about that episode was just amazing. I loved that episode. Yeah, that that episode was brilliant. And they kind of had to do one like that in this show before it was over because this show has been, Waystar has been so tied with politics. And it's because they're like, you know, Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. So we kind of had to do one of these, which is the biggest night of the world for a cable news corporation right so it it was interesting to see that i like seeing that and seeing how 
you know, the, the, the news people are under so much pressure to report things correctly and be the first one to call it. But if you call it wrong, you could be ruined. And if, you know, you're not, if you're second to call it, you know, somebody else beat you to the punch. So it's like very, they're almost controlling the election in a way. And like watching that was very surreal thinking like, is this how it really happens? Like when, when Trump and Biden were going against each other, were people sitting at Fox news, like we got to call it, but do we have it? Are we right? We are we first? Are we second? Like it was very, it was a very tense episode. It was like watching an Aaron Sorkin show without yeah, like yeah. the confusing dialogue. A little bit, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. It was it was kind of unnerving in a way, and then yeah, eye opening in a way, knowing that they, I'm sure, did their so research. Much, yeah, they have so much hand in actually what is being done. Like they can shape elections. These fucking media conglomerates. It's weird. It's really weird, but it was it was a fun episode. It had some good comedy in there, and just Tom, like I said, watching Tom kind of run it and try to make the decision. Now, do you think uh, Mencken became mm-hmm. president? That's one thing I think they're gonna. They didn't specify. They they want you to kind of leave. Think... They kind of left it open ended. They said like you know he may be having some trouble along the line actually verifying that election. Like they did have a little line in there saying yeah. the. The votes were found or or something was with the Milwaukee burning of the votes or whatever. But yeah, something with the Wisconsin thing where they were taken to the courts and it wasn't looking good or something. Right. It seemed like they were he like it wasn't going to work out. Yeah, they, they kind of left it open for you to wonder, but they did not ever finalize that. OK, so, just making I sure. I Like I said, I remember the one comment, but that was it. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't catch anything else. Um, and then. Got to talk about Logan's funeral. That's what I was. Yeah, I was hoping Logan's funeral with no coffin flop. <laughs> uh, we're just showing bodies falling out of coffins, <laughs> naked bodies falling out of coffins. I didn't do this. <laughs> um, they got no shame because they got no souls. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Coffin Flop or watched, <laughs> I think you should leave on Netflix. It is the only thing worth watching on Netflix. Just Google Coffin Flop. And yeah. you'll know what we're talking about. Uh, we kind of were waiting for Logan to be coffin flopped. And would have been amazing. <laughs> would have been amazing. Anyway, Logan's funeral. Just awkward uncomfortableness at its best. Of just yeah. being like this almost like royal funeral that he had. It was televised. It was like, it was a big, crazy deal. It was like, yeah. you know, the Queen's funeral all over again. Right. Like and, I said, how the finale, the finale was kind of smaller scale. Like I said, this is like yeah. the polar opposite. This was huge. Yeah, and like you said, everybody was there. Mm-hmm. Everybody Every was trying supporting to get character you can think yeah. of. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. It was like a, a reunion. Mm-hmm. And then just, yeah, the way it was there. And then, of course, the big thing with that is it was kind of the downfall of Roman. Right. You know, you've been watching Roman since Logan die, and he's just been saying, I pre-grieved, I pre-grieved, I pre-grieved, I got this. And he was kind of rolling, and you're like, he's going to crash. And you kind of figured it was this episode, the way that they started it, and he was like, I got this. And he's practicing his eulogy, and he's like, I got this, I got this, I got this. And then he got up there to do it, and he did not have it. And you're just like, oh, it was heartbreaking watching him just completely realize. And all of the grief he's been holding on for like the week since his dad died. For yeah. two weeks or however long it was, just come crashing down on him. It was horrible. It was so like just hard to watch. 
Yeah, I think what set him off was, you know, the the speech before him, the unplanned speech by the brother, Ewan, yeah. I think is his name. Yeah. Who, you know, said some nice things about their past, but then totally flipped it and like basically bashed his brother in death, which we would expect no less because we saw their relationship through the show very contentious. Yeah. Um but yeah, I agree. That was a that was a good scene that you kind of knew was gonna come at some point for Roman. I was I was kind of surprised when he was the one who wanted to speak because we've never seen Roman right sp- speak. It's always Kendall. It's always well, not even Shiv. It's always Kendall yeah, who usually. gets up and, and talks in front of people. So I was like, Roman really wants to do this. We've never seen him like address a crowd ever. He's kind of just like this swarmy playboy in the back. But he wanted to step up and be the big, you know, the big shot and him and Kendall are co-CEOs and he's always aspired to like do that. And, um, you know, he couldn't do it. He, he hadn't pre-grieved like, he, like he'd been telling us this whole time. And he's, we've always, me and you have even said he's the most sensitive one. He's this like got this exterior where he wants to be, you know, hard to everybody, mm-hmm. but he's always the one who cared the most about what Logan thought. He's always the one who cared, you know, the most about, yeah, exactly what Logan thought about him and his standing with his dad. So, of course, I guess this funeral is going to be where he breaks down. And that was a great scene for Kieran Culkin, probably like his his best acting delivered. He's a, he's a great actor, has always done well, but I really liked that scene a lot too. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was probably the most important scene, I think, of that episode. Kendall's speech was pretty great too, and Shiv's. Um, yeah, where they both decided to come in and they neither one of them were planning on saying anything, but they both came in and improved something yeah. to make them like Kendall went up and kind of wowed everybody and she was like oh shit now I gotta go say something so he she went to go try to fill in that gap and get her brownie points yeah Kendall did like the he's a powerful man and he shaped the world and Kendall uh, and Shiv kind of did the thing like you know he was my dad and he you know filled my heart or whatever so they kind of both played to two different sides to try to save face but yeah that was that was a nice everything that happened in that church was pretty good stuff yeah i liked it yeah that episode was really good including the mausoleum and they're trying to figure out is that where you want to be all right bunk beds bunk beds yeah that's some good jokes the show is hilarious as a whole um it's like a shakespearean without using shakespearean words it's like a comedy and a tragedy, you know, all yeah. mixed into one. And I mean, these last few episodes were more tragedy than comedy, but it's always got its comedy in there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, they still fit it in there. It was, it was like I said, it was a great finale. Um, where does succession? And I know we didn't talk about it or plan this out, but mm-hmm. now the show's over. We know how it started. We know how it ends. Where do you think this ultimately falls just kind of in a shows that you really like? Would you put it in a top 10? Would it, is it close? I mean, like I said, I know we didn't plan this question, so I'm kind of just ad-libbing it here. Just kind of curious as to where you would kind of rank this show and or just what do you what are your overall final thoughts, I guess, of succession? Will you oh, miss yeah. it? Will you, do you want, wish there was more? Will you watch it again at some point? Just kind of... Yeah, there's... Whenever I'm asked about like favorites, it's so hard because there's so many categories. There's like you got your comedies, you got your dramas, you got your whatever, and it's hard to put them all. Like, do I like Seinfeld as much as I like Breaking Bad? It's hard because they're so different. But um, 
it's up there man it's it's definitely like top 10 top 15 at worst yeah of of shows i would say um the show's been good since season one on i don't think there's not really where i can go i don't remember ever watching an episode of this show and being like that was bad you know if you can watch an entire four seasons of a show and be like you know what this show's always quality good and the acting's good the script is good so yeah i mean i was entertained by it did you start episode one day one I think I caught up on season one before season so, two. Yeah. So it was like going, I didn't like hop on immediately. Cause I was like, ah, I don't know what this is. It's like a show about the business world. But then I heard a couple people saying like, no, it's actually pretty good. Like you should be watching. And I was like, ah, you know, it's HBO. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Even if yeah. subject matter isn't something I'm super excited about, I'll give it a shot. And I was like hooked. I was like, this is so fucking good. This is like family drama, business cutthroat, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's it's definitely like I said, top fifteen, top at worst, maybe even top ten um of really good shows I would recommend to people. I'll probably never watch it again just because I don't rewatch shows like this, like that, like hour long drama shows. I've seen it all. What do I need to watch it? I'll never watch Game of Thrones again either. Um but yeah, dude, it was it's 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 up there for me. I, I really enjoyed it. Sometimes I like rewatching shows. I know you've rewatched Breaking Bad, what, like twice? Or at least once. Once, once. I rewatched it in between during the Better Call Saul break right. before they came back for their final like five episodes. Yeah. Watched all of Breaking Bad. It was that was a crazy like month where it was like, okay, I'm gonna watch all five, all basically caught all the way up from episode one of Better Call Saul all the way pretty much to season six break, mm-hmm. and then during that break, watched all of Breaking Bad. Yeah, you had you had a crazy little stretch there of uh, it was, it, it was awesome <laughs> though of the Breaking um, Bad verse. But sometimes I like that I could just put on a show and I don't have to fully pay attention as well. Um, this one, there's a lot. And, and because of the conversations, because of the density of a lot of those conversations and me not always knowing what was happening in the episodes, I could see you say that they didn't talk Shakespearean, but they kind of they still spoke another language for a lot of the, a lot of these conversations. Like I didn't always know what was happening. By the end of the episode, I never felt lost. Like I always understood what the gist was. But a lot of times throughout the episode, I'd be like, I don't know what's happening right now, but I can't stop watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I agree with you. It's easily in the top. It depending on how you break down the rankings, does if it's all time, yeah, it's probably a little bit higher if you're mixing genres. But if you're just looking at like the type of show that this is, the 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 drama um, mm-hmm. type show, it's it's ranked high. It's it's one of the it's one of it's just a great show. I was glad I jumped on it a little bit later. I caught up before season three, right? So. It kind of was a little bit slower, you know. It took me a little bit more before I jumped on, but I'm glad I did. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I did. It was a great time. Um, something I'm gonna miss. I I was getting used to this last ten weeks of uh, Sundays having something to watch, and now tomorrow I, I guess I watch basketball. <laughs> right. It's it's just always weird when you get attached to like the characters, and you're like, I'll never see them again. I don't know what's happening. Like it's over. I'll yeah. I'll never have another story about the Roy family told to me again that I haven't seen. But you never uh, know. We do live in the the era of uh, reboots. We did get a, a justified trailer this week. Right. Well, yeah. Whoever thought that would have happened? So 
I wouldn't, but you know what? Speaking of favorite shows, Justified is one of my favorite shows, and I've rewatched that one too. And that show is one of my favorite shows. It was really funny, and I think we probably talked about this before, but that was on after Sons of Anarchy, and I'd watch Sons of Anarchy, and I would watch Justified, and then it got to a point where I was like, I just want to watch Justified. <laughs> like yeah. somewhere in there after a couple of years, I was just like, I was more excited to watch Justified than I was. And I was watching because that was when, you know, you had to record shit on VHS. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe DVRs were coming during that period of time. But um, I was, I was, yeah, I was watching the Justified first and then I would go catch up on Sons of Anarchy because I loved that one. So that one coming back. So, I mean, we could be up for a succession reboot in, you know, 10 years. Not even, not even a reboot, but like someone else's, maybe, maybe like a Roman show. What's Roman up to? Maybe Karen Carlton's gonna fall on hard times and need a, and need a, uh, they'll team up for something. So, yeah. um, yeah, never say never, but I doubt it. Oh no, I know, I don't see it coming back, especially if we never get through this writer's strike. Nobody's coming back. I'll tell you this though, I I would be very interested in anything that Jesse Armstrong does in the future. Yes, I think he, I think he kind of sold me on him as a writer and showrunner and and so anything that guy has coming out and like moving forward i'll definitely be inclined to check it out has he done anything else uh i don't know looking it up right now but just kind of curious no i nothing nothing like stands out i know usually when like you have a big show like this they're always like oh this he did this before like the guy from six feet under's new show or something but uh I, he wrote, I think, yeah, yeah. I a think lot of it's just episodes. He wrote an episode of Black Mirror. He wrote an episode of Veep. Yeah. Um, this, so I think this show was kind of what put him on the map. Like some his show first... called Peep Show, which looks like it's a comedy. Hmm, okay. Something, but I've never heard of it or know how to even watch it. Yeah, a lot of it's random. So you're right. This is kind of his first. Yeah. So like he's definitely earned his respect with me. Anything he's got coming, I'll definitely be there for he's now put his name amongst you know a guy who i'll kind of follow what they're doing uh because because he he put together a really good show man just like very good from top to bottom writing acting pacing just everything about this show was fun i never thought i'd have this much fun just watching terrible wicked rich people and their problems and their billionaire millionaire problems you know what i mean like um but it was just fun to watch. It was like, you know, sucked you in. So, yeah, it was prestige television as HBO normally is. But I will not be watching The Idol, their next show. Sorry, I'm not interested. No, that does not look good. Were you watching? Did you watch uh, White House Plumbers yet? I haven't started it. That one looked like something yeah. that I would probably enjoy. So I need to start well, I'm that. A, I'm I, need to, of, I need to watch of... True Detective. Yeah, I've been telling you that for years. Uh, <laughs> but I'm a big fan of Justin Throw and Woody Harrelson, so I think we were planning to get that one in. Yeah, it's always on my list. It's just a matter of starting another show. Yeah, too much to watch. Too much to watch. And Chris don't like to sit still. Yep. So, speaking of which, I think we've sat still long enough. I can move on over and sit down over here and play some Street Fighter Six with you in a few. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because Street Fighter Six came out, and I think we're on the verge of being obsessed. So I'm sure we'll talk about Street Fighter. <laughs> we're going to you... take that talk offline. 
we'll take that talk offline as to why we plan out who our main is going to be. But hopefully we'll be back. Well, I mean, we will be back next week. Hopefully we're talking about Spider-Verse. If not, we'll come up with something cool to talk about. But we should be back next week. Don's out on vacation. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about in the coming, hit us up over on social media, Raised a Geek across all platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel over on Raised a Geek where you can see our faces and you can watch us talk as we do the show. And uh, write us an email, raisedageek at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, follow, all those good things. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raised a Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for checking out the show, where geek is all we speak.